0: Greetings from Amman, Jordan. My name is Jennifer Kilpack, and today we are going to talk about what words mean. In today's podcast episode, I want to help you start to notice how lexical combinations impact the meaning of words. Dictionary definitions alone do not necessarily help learners know where and how to use vocabulary properly, and rarely does familiarity with a word's definition or meaning in another language really teach us how to utilize vocabulary in speech or when to choose that word over another that has a similar meaning. It's only when we are exposed to the way fluent speakers use their language that we learn the appropriate place and circumstances to put the language we know. We also need to know what other words are often found in close proximity to vocabulary, that is before or after that word. Sinclair, a well-known British linguist, stressed the idea that vocabulary meaning is discovered in its word combinations. What he means by that is that only by understanding how a word is actually used in the context of other language around it do we fully comprehend its meaning. Atchkinson, a professor at Oxford, put it another way, saying that co-occurrence of words creates meaning and understanding. That is to say that meaning is created by putting words together. This is part of the reason I've never found learning by translation or thinking of what a vocabulary item means in a different language helpful. The meaning of words can actually change when combined with different vocabulary used in a different context, and the way a word is used in one language may be radically different than the way it is used or the intended meanings it has in another language. I have a lot more than that I want to say on this topic, but today I'm going to keep to one primary example in Arabic to demonstrate how verb-noun combinations impact meaning. This is just one way to show you the truth of meaning in usage. But one I think is really clear and will help illustrate the point that meaning is discovered as we re-encounter vocabulary in new and different ways. Different contexts and different situations actually lead us to understand the whole meaning of words. People often get into the bad habit of believing that words can be understood the very first time it's encountered, and this, as we've said before in previous podcasts, is simply not true. It takes time to let words reappear in new ways and new combinations to understand their application or restrictions. Dictionary definitions alone cannot help learners know where and how to place vocabulary in relationship to other lexical items. This is particularly the case when a word has more than one meaning. The verb run, as Dr. Walker at the University of Birmingham in the UK points out, displays this very effectively. It has multiple meanings when combined with various nouns. Run can be associated with physical exercise. We can run a marathon, run a 5K, run a lap, or management or operation of something. We can run an assembly line, run a factory, run a business. In this scenario, each meaning attaches to a unique set of collocates specific to that meaning. It is in observing the nouns that are partnered with run that the verb's meaning can be fully realized. Notice how meaning is discovered and determined only by the connections to the nouns that follow. This is why Weiner said that we must abandon strict boundaries between language knowledge and use. When we are familiar with the vocabulary found in frequent combinations with other words, only then will we truly know how it is used and what meanings it can achieve. By noticing what nouns commonly arise with verbs, we can expand our understanding of the verb itself. In English, there are a whole group of verbs referred to as de-lexicalized verbs. They carry little meaning in and of themselves, but when they link together with other words, a wide variety of meanings can be created. Take, for instance, get, the verb get. Get married, get in. Get divorced, get paid, get older, get more difficult, get lost, get drunk, make and do like this as well. Why do we make pancakes and make friends? Why do we do homework or do our chores? But we make pizza, and we make excuses. Jane Consent, a writer and professor at Xavier University, asserts that this is a teacher's duty to persuade learners that to know a word, means understanding how it behaves alongside other vocabulary. Simply knowing a lot of vocabulary is insufficient for achieving fluency if collocational competence remains weak, according to Hill. What this means is that we have to learn how to use vocabulary by also learning what words are often used alongside it. We treat the patient, we repair the damage, but not repair the patient or treat the damage? Why can you reach a conclusion or reach a goal, but you cannot reach an aim? Okay, let's think about these things. Let's talk about spoken Arabic now because that's the intention of this podcast. Sure, a lot of what I shared here could be applied to learning any language, but I want to bring it back to one very clear example in Arabic that illustrates this point very effectively. And that's the verb them. In Arabic, I believe this very well could be considered delexicalized because, as you will see with these examples, we can properly understand the meaning of this verb only when we combine it with the nouns that follow. I will do my best to translate these different meanings into English to just give you a feel for how we could actually choose more than a dozen different verbs in English to express the meaning of this one verb, them in Arabic. Here we go.
1: them barnaamij. Host a show.
0: Give to my children. Provide a service. Put forward or propose an idea. Offer help.
1: Make
0: a presentation.
1: بقدم امتحان
0: Take a test
1: بقدم طلب توظيف
0: Apply for a job
1: بقدم اجازة
0: Submit a request for time off
1: بقدم القهوة
0: Serve coffee
1: بقدم الساعة
0: Move forward the clock
1: بقدم شكوى
0: File a complaint
1: بقدم موعد
0: Move up an appointment. Isn't this fascinating? All of the meanings are made clear only when we know what noun follows. Its meaning is completely dependent on which noun follows the verb them. So we can host, give to, provide, put forward, propose, offer, make, take, apply, submit, serve, move, file, move up. All of these things are them, And we don't know which until we add the noun after the verb. Okay, so if you think that it just happens with this one verb, you're wrong. There are other verbs that do this. There are lots of verbs that have multiple meanings. And the meaning comes when we introduce the noun that follows that verb. Another one is بشغل or biwalla. Listen to these examples of biwalla. بولع الغاز. بولع مشكلة. الحرب بتوّلع. بولع التدفئة. جوزي بولع الشمعة. ولع جسمي
1: من الشوب. ولع البيت مشاكل. ولعت الحطب. المباراة
0: ولعت. Okay, so I'm not going to translate those for you, but it's just another example of how a noun following that verb can change the meaning entirely. Some of those are literal and some of those are figurative. Okay, are we lighting something on fire or is something inside boiling? Is something igniting something? instigating something. What else could you use in your language? Remember that not all languages have expressions that are equivalent. Um, This is really important to understand so that we don't have transference issues. when We assume things are the same in our own language and that we transfer those onto our second language or third language or fourth language. So I hope you've enjoyed this glimpse into spoken Arabic. I find these kind of patterns really incredible to discover and that's what language learning is about it's a process of discovering a culture alongside of a language it's a process of understanding the patterns that exist in this new language so i hope that this is just giving you a window into spoken arabic and how we can start to notice these patterns remember that all good language learners are good observers so start to observe What nouns commonly come after the verbs that we introduce in Arabic? Keep thinking about this, keep noticing these things, and pretty soon you'll discover that you will start to use them with accuracy. That is my hope for you. I would like to see you reach a fluency, whatever that means to you personally in Arabic, ability to interact with others, to have deep and effective relationships, especially at this time in our world. I want you to know Arabs, to understand Arabs. The beautiful language of Arabic is attached to an incredible people. I hope that you're encountering those people, that you're being transformed and changed by those people. That's all for now. We'll see you in the next podcast episode. Have a fantastic week.